I was fortunate enough to get to work with Toby and have her instill in us that really it doesn't matter where you are performing. It is about telling the story. It is about connecting with the audience. So I remember being on Broadway in my Broadway debut and saying, well, this doesn't feel that different from performing at Toby's. It's just a bigger audience. But all of the lessons that I learned carried on into the professional world. Pull out those antique pearls, dust off that tuxedo, and shine up the Jimmy Choo heels. It's gala time in Howard County, and Razzle Dazzle is here for you to circle dates on your social calendar. I'm Carolyn Kellerman here with co-host Judy Templeton, who will introduce Bryn Williams, the director of the Columbia Center for Theatrical Arts 50th birthday celebration at Howard Community College, September 21. But before I turn it over to Judy, I want to just have a shout out to the Rising Stars Gala Celebration with six previous winners vying for the $5,000 prize and the title Best of the Best. So congratulations to the finalists, the returning Rising Stars competing in this year's celebration, which is in November 5th, again at the college, HCC. And the returning Rising Stars are Curtis Bannister for Musical Theater, who won in 2019. Mary Kate Brouillet, Musical Theater, who's, I've got some comments from her for this year, for this show today. Samantha McEwen, Denninger, Musical Theater, 2012. Mark Edwards, Classical Guitar, 2016. Gabriel Hightower, Cello, 2020. And we've had him on our show. Yuong Park Piano, 2018. And this is, again, being held November 5th. So circle that one from 6 to 10 at the Horowitz Visual and Performing Arts Center at Howard Community College. Tickets are available online at hokoartsorg slash celebration. Get yours now and get ready to celebrate. Take it away, Judy. Take it away, Bryn Williams. Wow, what a powerhouse. And I'm envious. I want your job. I think it sounds wonderful. I know it's very, very busy, but I think you're up for the challenge. So to be in charge of a 50-year celebration, it feels like you can never get that job done. It's definitely a daunting task. It's been fantastic to be part of, though. I've had the unbelievable honor of conversing with not just current students, but students from 50 years ago, students who were around, who were even the very first students that CCTA ever had. And just to hear all of them speak with nothing but fondness of CCTA and of Toby and the things that they learned, even if they are no longer in theater, even if they have nothing to do with the performing arts anymore, they all say that CCTA and theater helped them with confidence, helped them with public speaking, gave them a friend group, lifelong friends. So it's really a testament to the school as well as the people who run it. It's so beautiful. And I couldn't be more honored to be directing this show and to get to have some small part in all of it. Well, they got the right girl for the job, it sounds like. And what a positive job that is in this world where we're navigating through to be able to hear a consistent theme 
of love for the Columbia School of Theatrical Arts. And so, hey, I'm just going to go back down memory lane real quick to share that I was part of the very beginning because I moved to Columbia, and please don't do the math, but you will anyway, in 1973. <laughs> I lived in apartments right across the street from the Columbia School of Theatrical Arts and thought that I had died going to heaven to be able to live somewhere where I could go across and take dance classes and theater, and then I ended up teaching there in the 70s as well. And so it was just wonderful. And that was back in the days. Carolyn, what was the name of that family that used to beep you in that ran the Columbia School? Do you remember? There was a gentleman and his wife. Remember, he passed away. Harry. Harry. That was it. Yep. I can't remember their last name, but they were a darling couple. And this was, this is really Bryn going way back on the time machine where it used to get beeped in, you know, and they ran it with such great pride and, you know, but the same pride is there today. And that's what you're getting to it feel. So, okay. So enough about the past. Let's go into the present. So what can we expect on September 21st at the celebration of? Absolutely. So you can expect, first and foremost, a lot of fantastic performances. We have Johnny Holiday, who's making an appearance on the country singer Risa Binder and many more former students. So you can expect a fantastic show, as well as some schmoozing, some reunions. It's going to be just the best theatrical family reunion. It sounds it. So so we can expect there is a performance and then there's time to, as you say, schmooze and revisit the past and memories and nostalgia and all that as well. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, boy. So tell us about how you can be a part of this. Right. So you can purchase tickets on our website at cctarts.org. Again, that's cctarts.org. And there are many different packages that you can purchase. You can get a package that's just for the show. You can get a package that includes a 50th anniversary memorial picture book, advertisements in the program. They go up depending on your <laughs> level of support. And that is the best way to purchase tickets, not just to see the show, but also to support the school and ensure that what we have been doing for the past 50 years can continue for the next 50 and the next 200 to follow, hopefully. Darn, I'm not going to be there for that one, I don't think. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so how does one start inviting people from over 50 years? So how did you get in touch with, you know, some of the performers may be easier. So how did you get this rolling? Right. Well, we have a fantastic database. CCTA yeah. has a, a collection of email addresses and phone numbers from former students. So we start there. But honestly, the best advertisement and the best way to get in contact with former students has really been word of mouth. Because while okay. we have some email addresses and phone numbers, you know, people change, people move, people switch up their means of contact. And so 
the former students have said, oh, well, have you reached out to this person yet? Well, let me let me try to contact them. And so really it's been a lot of the former and current students reaching out to people that they did shows with at CCTA, people that they are still in contact with, people that they're still friends with. There are multiple Facebook groups. So it really has been quite an undertaking. I bet. Well, I have to tell you, that's music to my ears to say that people are still talking. And so that word of mouth networking, I think, is still a wonderful thing because that's the whole human connection. And of course, that's what Toby's has always had, is that same connection of their memories of building community together through theater and the performing arts and, you know, fostering confidence and, and all that you mentioned earlier that people take into their lives with them, even if they don't continue in the path of an actor or actress. So absolutely. There are a million companies around the country and the world that do theater, that put on shows or even that foster to young people. But there's something really, really special about CCTA in that it, like you said, it creates a family, it creates a sense of community. And I'm a former CCTA student myself, and I am still excellent friends with many of the people that I met when I was five and six years old in classes. It really is beautiful. And there's a CCTA doesn't just focus on the show that they put on. While the show is a beautiful part of what we do, really it's about what you learn along the way. And All of our kids are very supportive of one another. They gain confidence in themselves. So it's fantastic. And I can't say enough about the students and about the teachers that I grew up with and the ones that are still working there today. (laughs) Well, it's fantastic that you have been a student there. And now let's talk about the fact that you're also an instructor and director there as well. So how long have you been working there? Absolutely. So the first time I taught at CCTA, I was a counselor in training when I was Oh, 16. wow. There's another chapter as you built. That's yes, great. it was. A, <laughs> my life at CCTA goes back decades and decades. So well, you're not that old, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But it was just fantastic. So I was a counselor in training. And then when I was 21, I started teaching on the Saturday classes. So the kids on Broadway class. And then from there, I moved to New York for a little while. Yes. And I've been on Broadway. So I moved to New York and I did a few Broadway shows and then I came back. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's not gloss <laughs> over that. Tell us about those shows. Sure. So I made my Broadway debut when I was 12 in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And wow. I've done six Broadway shows. And in between all of the shows, because as you know, as a performer, nothing is ongoing. You know, their shows are going to close, shows are going to open, they're going to revamp. Unless you're in Phantom of the Opera, then you have a steady job. But the shows, they close. And whenever one of my shows would close, I would always come back to Maryland and I would go to CCTA. So in between performing on Broadway, all of my training was gained at 
CCTA from Toby Ornstein and from Kevin McAllister and from Janine Sunday and from all of these fantastic instructors. And I just recently moved back into the area over quarantine and I decided that I wanted to teach again. So it's been a real full circle journey for me where I can start teaching, where I've been teaching at the center that I grew up in and that I got all of my training from. And now I can give back to the current students and teach them not only the lessons that were given to me by the teachers that I learned from, but also I can share with them lessons that I learned from performing professionally in New York or off-Broadway or on tour. So I love being able to give back in that way. Are you able to tap in on your Broadway friends to help out with the gala, even like a silent auction or something? Can they? Absolutely. So I'm working on getting a couple virtual voice lessons to auction off from some of my Broadway friends. They are fantastic people, but also over the quarantine, when everything was shut down rather suddenly, Gerald Jordan, who is the deputy director of CCTA, he reached out to me and he said, I want to do a summer camp, a virtual summer camp for all of these kids that all of a sudden have no summer camp to go to. They're all stuck in the house. And so Together, we came up with a week-long program where the kids, it was all virtual, it was all over Zoom, and every single day ended in a masterclass from a different Broadway instructor. So they got to work with Tony nominee Ethan Slater, Tony nominee Gavin Lee, Tony nominee Alex Brightman. They got to work with Jess Lopato, all of these incredible working actors. So... I'm working on special favors for the gala, but they've already been involved in CCTA and in helping the kids. <laughs> That's a great integration to be able to bring in. Oh, my it goodness. definitely is. I am so, so grateful to all of them. So, Rand, let me go back to you. I'm still thinking about your 12-year-old experience on <laughs> Broadway. So what was that like? It was incredible. I mean, so I grew up doing dinner theater. I worked at Toby's as a kid. And oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yes, I'm very, very familiar with the Howard County area and Toby and everything that Toby does. I can't say enough wonderful things about her. She truly is a theatrical genius and a brilliant director and genuinely cares about all of her students. So I was fortunate enough to get to work with Toby and have her instill in us that really it doesn't matter where you are performing. It is about telling the story. It is about connecting with the audience. So I remember being on Broadway in my Broadway debut and saying, well, this doesn't feel that different from performing at Toby's. It's just a bigger audience. But all of the lessons that I learned carried on into the professional world. So it was fantastic to get to be part of, but at the end of the day, I missed 
being at camp with my friends and I missed, okay, that's, I yeah, missed that's, the theater in the rounds, you know? That 12-year-old self was missing those kinds of opportunities. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you get homeschooled or did you actually go to school while you were up in New York? I was homeschooled my entire life, actually, before I started performing in theater. So that made things a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. All right. So now let's see, we're going into that you are presently then, as we heard, working at Columbia School of Theatrical Arts. And I love the fact that you all are 100% outreach because at present there is no central location for you to be. So tell us how that works. Right. So we what we do is we go into schools around the Howard County area. We go into elementary schools and middle schools and provide them with an arts education. We put on shows. We let the kids put on shows, rather. And that's all during the school year. In addition to that, we have our Saturday classes, Kids on Broadway. We have Broadway Prep, Broadway Prep Junior, all of these opportunities for kids from elementary school up through high school to get to perform. And we also have our special needs classes. So we rent out space at HCC and the Black Box Theater at the Howard County Arts Center. We rent out space there and really just wherever we can, in addition to going into the schools proper. Wow. And this is all in wait of the Cultural Arts Center at Merriweather, when will it be coming? Do we have any idea? I don't know. That's above my pay grade, personally. But (laughs) So I'll just keep teaching the kids until we have a home. There it is. That's what I love. The show must go on. Caroline, you have to be skinny on that as far as how long. And the show must go on. And it went on last weekend when the CCTA kids, I think some of them are young Columbians, performed Sister Act. Yes, big success. Yes, we just finished our summer camps. So we had three different camps over the span of seven weeks. Our elementary school kids performed Aladdin Jr. Our middle school kids performed Into the Woods Jr. And our senior intensive, which is our only audition-based camp, they performed Sister Act, which is no easy feat. All of our kids in that show were between the ages of 12 and 17, performing a show that is usually performed by people 30 and up. So it was not easy, but they really rose to the occasion and they are just such an amazing group of young performers. Well, I'm impressed because that show isn't even something relatable to today's youth either. (laughs) You know, even the comedy in it is probably over their head, you know, because um, there's so many, there's lots of new shows coming out that are, you know, more this whole new generations kind of thing, you know, wizardry and, you know, mysticals and all kinds of things. So just for you to make that show relatable speaks well, believe me, so... I'm sorry I missed it too. I was away because I would have truly loved to have seen that. So I always like to ask Bryn, we like to talk about the past, the present. So now let's move into the future. So what do you see for yourself as an actress, a director, and a woman of many hats, Renaissance woman? What's the future looking like? Wow, that's a good question. It's a loaded question as well. Currently still auditioning. I'm still auditioning in New York and really all over the country, but I love 
teaching and I love getting to work hands-on with these kids. So I guess the answer, which is a very vague answer, admittedly, is whatever comes up. I'm currently planning my wedding. And beyond that, I just hope to be able to keep working with the kids. And that's a theatrical production anyway, your wedding. So you should be great at doing that. <laughs> and Judy, to remind everybody to whom she's going to be married, we had <laughs> Apollo Creed of Rocky at Toby's Dinner Theater. Gerald, who is also very involved with CCTA, correct? Yes, he is the deputy director of Columbia Center for Theatrical Arts. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Carolyn, for that reminder, because, of course, we had him on our show. I can now that you gave me that information or reminded me, I can see the two of you together. What a beautiful <laughs> theatrical production of a wedding that is going to be. Oh, oh my you. goodness. Well, I always say that people in the arts should always be with people in the arts. It just makes it easier. <laughs> so. <laughs> You don't have to explain that you're never going to be home, you know? And, Absolutely. Uh, He's very supportive and very understanding of everything that I have going on and vice versa. I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Oh, we're so happy for you. Big congrats on that. Thank you. So I love that you are so many things and you are unique because typically actors or actresses don't always want to teach. Maybe they do it because they need to do it in between shows, but they don't share the same passion that you have for teaching and directing. And it seems that you have the same passion for when you're on stage or off stage. And I love that because you really can't teach something unless you've done it. And so you have that practical experience and you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. So how lucky for the students that you're teaching. And also for your future plan, you can't go too far because you got to wait for this cultural arts center to open. We've been waiting for so long, <laughs> all of us. So don't Absolutely. go way too far to ruin that opportunity. But Carolyn, do you have any skinny on how long it'll be before that's going to open? Well, the word is that by fall, they'll be pushing the ground, you know, making the first shovel put in. Oh, I guess that's encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that still feels a long way off from that first shovel. But, you know, as Toby has taught her students and all that work for her, the show must go on. And so you put the show on wherever you can. And I have a it. question for Bryn. Is it difficult for you because you, you are equity, right? Since you've mm -hmm. been Broadway, right? Can you perform at Toby's Dinner Theater? Or is there do they work around that somehow? So Toby's could get a special contract for me to perform, but as a general rule, no, I can't because Toby's is a non-union theater, which mm -hmm. means that it's available to more performers in Howard County. They're more accessible to their performers that way. So no, I unfortunately can't perform at Toby's unless special accommodations are made. <laughs> Well, I have a message from Mary-Kate Briey. I talked with her earlier. She couldn't be on the show today. She's involved. Number one, she's a CCTA graduate and had gone through the ranks. And she's currently in Ghosts at Toby's Dinner Theater. And she's also a finalist in the Performing Arts Gala November. Rising Stars. Rising Stars. Yep. yep. And she won not too long ago, but she's one of the newer winners in it. But anyway, she wanted to pass on her support and say that she's going to do everything she can to be part of the CCTA gala. I can tell you that, Bryn. 
Oh, that's wonderful. I love Mary Kate. She and I were young Colombians together. Another CCTA, (laughs) another CCTA tradition that goes back years and years. But yes, I've known Mary Kate since I was, I believe, eight years old. So she's absolutely just phenomenally talented and a wonderful human being, if at all possible, go and see Ghost at Toby's this fall. It's a fantastic cast. Yes, I was about to give that promotion, so you helped me out. Okay, because Mark Minnick will be proud that we want to make sure to let everybody know that Ghost is going to be August 26th to November 6th, but then let's celebrate the holidays with It's a Wonderful Life. You can never go wrong by going to that one either, so let me make sure and get that in. So, Brent, before we have to leave, let me ask you this. So what kinds of shows will Columbia School of Theatrical Arts be doing for the fall? What are some of the upcoming groups and camps going on? Well, we are still collecting the rights. We are still getting the rights to some shows, but Uh so I can't tell you exactly where or when certain shows will be, but I can tell you that- That's okay. Just tell us- We have the rights to- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We have the rights to Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, the musical, which actually on Broadway starred a former CCTA alumni, Sarah Beth Pfeiffer. She was in the original Broadway cast and went on tour with that show. So we're going to be doing Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. There are rumblings of Susicle Jr. So really what we do is we pull the kids and we ask them, what shows they would be interested in doing. And then we take it from there based on what's available and what will challenge the kids, but also encourage them. Absolutely. Actually, you just mentioned the show I was thinking of earlier when I spoke of a show that kids today seem to relate to, and that's The Lightning Thief. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yes. And I am going to say that Silhouette Stages is going to be doing that show beginning October 7th, right here at Slayton House in Columbia. So, yeah, that's something to see. I think it's a hard show to describe. Do you understand it? (laughs) Yes. So Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief, the premise is that the gods of Greek mythology, they have children here on earth. They have demigods. And these children come into their powers around the age of seven, between the ages of seven and 10. And when they come into their powers, they go to Camp Half-Blood. And that's where they learn to hone their powers. And some of them don't know who they're divine parent is and some of them find out and so Percy Jackson is unique because he is the son of Poseidon who is one of the big three Greek gods Zeus Poseidon and Hades and so it's about him coming into his powers meeting new friends along the way and also he gets accused of a horrible crime so it's based off of the I believe the best-selling children's book children's series Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief and they have a series they made a movie of it about 10 years ago and now it's coming out with either a movie or a television series on Netflix okay don't quote me on that but yes it's kids love the Lightning Thief and I I read that book as a kid so I'm very familiar with it (laughs) 
Wow. Well, thank you because you you really helped me to understand what it was all about. I like the idea of the Greek mythology sort of mixed in in some futuristic ways here. So that's very interesting. Yes, it's <laughs> educational and entertaining. Bryn Williams, you are all that and a bag of chips. You are amazing. <laughs> thank you. I cannot wait for September 21st. Please, everyone, get your tickets now. You are going to want to be here to really just celebrate in the roots of Columbia, back to the 70s, Toby Orenstein and her legacy of teaching theater and beyond. Please, it's just going to be a, a wonderful evening. I can't wait for it. Also, mark your calendars. Carolyn gave you the heads up. Saturday, November 5th. Again, back at the college for the Rising Stars, and that's a big celebration too. This is the all-star Rising Stars, so it's quite something to behold. There's lots of local shows getting ready to come back. Check HCC for some of those. Rep Stage is going to be coming back, and there is going to be a Thornton Wilder show, The Skin of Our Teeth, that is going to be quite something. So, as always, we have so many things to do here in the arts. Thank you, Bryn Williams. Thank you, Carolyn Kellerman, as always. And until next time, we are on Razzle Dazzle Radio. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.